into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So please give a warm welcome to today's semi-finalist back in the hot seat once more. It is Jeffrey Zagurton. Jeffrey, how are you, sir? I am good. Hello, AJ. Good to good to talk to you after a long while. It, it, yeah, it seems like only yesterday, and yet uh, the tournament started oh so many months ago, and uh, it's exciting to have you back. Uh, as you know, you are one of the six semifinalists, having qualified for the semifinal round here uh, out of the 16-team 2020 Beat My Guest tournament, which is now we're just calling the tournament because, you know, 2020 is long behind us. I mean, it's only like three-plus weeks, but it seems so much longer. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Time has no meaning. Time is a flat circle. Uh, but Jeffrey, in case, in case people just have completely forgotten who the heck you are, why don't you give everybody a little bit of a biographical blurb. Who, who are you? What brings you here other than, you know, a really good score in the first round? Yeah, uh, I am currently living in New Jersey, um, your neck of the woods for most part. I, uh, I work in the pharmaceutical industry. That's right. That's my day job. And I... Uh, you know, I play a lot of trivia. I like to be very, act- I like to be actively involved in the trivia community. And I, I feel like, you know, one of the very small silver linings in this whole thing is, you know, you know leveraging the, that level sense of community during, uh, you know, the past uh, couple of months that we've been in this uh, pandemic nightmare. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been uh, isolationism, but yet it has somehow brought, Put the whole uh, Zoom world <laughs> into my own living room, and uh, I feel like uh, the world's a lot larger. At the same time, being as small as the roof over my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, cool. Let us get things going here. As you know, you're trying to get one of the top two scores here in the semifinals. Uh, my top two scores out of the six will advance to the finals. Uh, okay. Hopefully, hopefully you can get there. We shall see. I don't know. Uh, for you listening at at uh, home, you know, you know, you're just trying to beat. My semifinal is senseless. I mean, that's that's your job. Uh, hope you can do it. As always, we're going to kick things off with this, that, or the other. Here's how it works, Jeffrey. I'm going to yes. give you three categories. And then I'm going to read off a list of ten items for each one that you can place in its proper category. You will receive one juicy point. However, be careful. 
because some items may in fact fit multiple categories, in which case you will only get the point if you correctly state all of the categories into which okay. that item fits. Two things I promise you and all of my contestants in the hot seat that each item does fit in at least one category. Uh, there are no shenanigans in that regard. I'm not going to pull the rug out from Undia. You know, this is this is much of a mind bender as as it is. I don't need to go uh, go tricky on you. Uh, and of course, game theory will not help you. These ten items are being pulled at random from a larger list of options, so they could all be in the one category. Yeah, they you know, you know, your mileage may vary. With all that in mind, uh, I see you haven't flooded the hot seat. That's good. You know the drill. Here are your categories. We're going to start off with this White House press secretaries. White House press secretaries. We have that. Television families, real or fictional, with five or more children. Television families, real or fictional, with five or more children. And the other, Pittsburgh Steelers of note. Pittsburgh Steelers of note. That should have said in the other. White House press secretaries, TV families, five plus kids, real or fictional. Pittsburgh Steelers of note. Uh, and as always, I will not be spelling any of these for you because homophones, fair game in terms of potentially being in multiple categories. So please tell me to speak clearly, but I ain't spelling. Let's do it. Good luck to you. Beverage in hand. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Here we go. Item number one. Item one is Sanders. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely thinking... Huckabee Sanders as the White House press secretary. Now, does it fit any of these other categories? Let's see. Steelers. I mean, I, I know some famous football or NFL Sanders players, but I don't know. Um, well, actually, I feel like Emmanuel Sanders started his career in the Steelers. So he could be a Steeler of note, if, I, if I'm correct on that. And then as far as TV families are concerned, I mean, it's a generic enough last name that it could definitely fit this category as well. Well, um, I can't say for sure on the the TV family, at least not off the top of my head. So I will say White House press secretary and Steelers of note. Sarah, potentially future... Governor Huckabee Sanders, oof, uh, <laughs> it was a White House press secretary, and Emmanuel Sanders played for the Steelers. You are correct. One point for you. Well done. Let us continue on. Item number two, Lubbock. Sounds like a, a city or a town in Texas. Now, do they fit these other three categories is what I need to determine. Um, and you've told me that it'll fit at least one of them. So I'm not familiar with a Lubbock family. Sir, I mean... You know, my, my range of TV knowledge, you know, has its limits, so there could definitely be one. I am not familiar with a Steeler who has that name. Again, not a reason that it doesn't exist. I just I just may not know. Sounds like it could be a White House press secretary. I mean, I haven't, this is not a list I've memorized for sure. So given my relative lack of knowledge, I'll, I'm just going to take a shot with White House press secretary. White House press secretary. I mean, all of these are going to be uh, last names, so it's going to be <laughs> certainly uh, it's going to be a head scratcher. You know, certainly they're all potentially 
could fit all three categories being last names but unfortunately no lubbock would be a television family that would be the uh family uh whose patriarch was portrayed by bill kirkenbauer uh, a little show called just the ten of us with uh heather oh, langenkamp I, I don't even know that show so even <laughs> yeah heather one. langenkamp of uh nightmare on elm street fame was one of the children in the lubbock family Oh, cool. You're, not, not too many other trivia shows out there going to give you a Bill Kirkenbauer reference, but nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, hey, hey, hey. This is a thinker. This is a head-scratcher. Always will be. Item three, Bradshaw. Bradshaw is definitely a Steelers great, Terry Bradshaw. Um, TV families, I don't know. I mean, I know there's a Carrie Bradshaw, but you know, that's not really a TV family. That's a TV character. Um, White House press secretary, you know, I, I, I don't know how, I don't know this list. So I don't know how, it's, it's not a name that I've heard before. Certainly not a name that I've heard recently. So I'm just going to say Steeler of Note. Steeler of Note is correct. Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw would have had, had a lot of sex in the city. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's and not in, just shut up. Didn't work for the joke. Anyway, well done. Two out of three. Well, you know, the, 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 they are rebooting it, so who knows? <laughs> they, they, they are, but uh, somehow the mannequin is staring clear, so. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mannequins. Anyway, uh, item number four, Lambert. Lambert sounds like a football name I've heard of before, but I don't know if it's a Steeler. So that's, uh, that's one I'll have to think about. As far as TV family is concerned, might ring a bell. Um, I'm, if it does, I'm not sure which show this would be. And then press secretary. I feel like with press secretary, there's always going to be a possibility, given that you know a lot of these are you know they're going to sound like surnames. Um, it'll be hard to disqualify any name from that bucket. So now I really just have to think: Do I think this is a TV family? I'm going to say it's a TV family. TV family, and that's it. Yes, and that's it. I'm sorry. Uh, you were correct with your first instinct that Jack uh, Lambert was a Steelers great, defensive legend, and also a TV family. Uh, the Lamberts were the blended family of uh, Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers on Step by Step. Yes. Yeah, that's why it tickled, at least on that. Um, I, I guess I took a chance that it might not have been a Steeler that I knew of. So, oh well, that. That coin did not flip the right way. It, it's it's all good. I mean, if, if the trend continues, however, you should be getting item five, right? So let's see if we can oh. keep it going. I hope so. Uh, item number five, McEnany. That is definitely a White House press secretary. Um, the, the most recent one in the uh, Trump administration. And I feel like that's a name that's going to be hard to envision in these other categories. It, it's a very, it's not a common generic name so i'm just gonna say white house press secretary white house press secretary kaylee mcnanny is correct three out of five in the first uh, half i don't want to get in your head this is just, but you know this is semifinals it's a little tough that's all it is a little tough let's keep going here As just, yeah exactly uh, item six brady so there's definitely the brady bunch that fits that checks off that box uh, more than six, uh, with six children, at least. Um, Steelers of note, I am not 
aware of a Brady that is a stealer of note. Um, as far as White House press secretary, there might be a Brady. Maybe one from like the Reagan years or something like that. Or, or before. So I'm just going to go with my gut here. I'm going to say White House press secretary and TV family. White House press secretary and TV family. Obviously, Tom Brady, not a stealer. I think we all know <laughs> <laughs> about his career. Did not involve uh, playing in Pittsburgh except when he was uh, in his visiting uniform. Uh, so uh, definitely the Brady Bunch. Obviously, probably, if not the most famous uh, multi-child family, certainly one of them. And James Brady was press secretary for Ronald Reagan, got shot in the assassination attempt, yep. and uh, we have the Brady Bill because of James Brady. So, well done. Let us move on. Item number seven, Walton. Okay. Walton is definitely a family, a TV family. I don't know. This was not a show that I watched, so I don't know how many children there are. I know, you know, maybe you'll, you're the kind of person that might trip someone up with a TV family with less than five children. Who knows? But I'm just going to assume that that checks off that box. Um, Stealer of note, I I don't know of a football player or Steeler named Walton. And then White House press secretary. I mean, that's certainly a name that can fit that box. But I, unlike Brady, it's not something that I, I have even any inkling about. So I'm just going to say TV Family for that one. TV Family, probably uh, best known for uh, the end of each episode. They would say goodnight to each other, those children, and that would take about 17 and a half minutes. Uh, yes, the Waltons. Uh, Walton is the last name singular of the Waltons family. Yes, well done. Just TV. Good for you. Item number eight, Green. Okay. Um, it was definitely Mean Joe Green. The famous uh, defensive lineman for the Steelers. Maybe he was a linebacker, but I, he was definitely a sack machine, uh, so to speak. Um, as far as TV families are concerned, Green, I mean, it's definitely a generic enough name. I'm not thinking of any right now. The only Green I know in TV that I can think of is Rachel Green, and certainly not a, not a large family. <laughs> and then... <sighs> This press secretary category is always going to be the, a toughie because is it plausible? Yes. Is, <laughs> I don't know of a green, at least not in recent memory, that, have, that has served that role. Uh, so, so I'm just going to say Steelers of Note. Steelers of Note. I mean, Mean Joe Green, very legendary Steelers player, uh, famous for that Coke commercial. And uh, here, kid, catch. Uh, certainly, tears. Tears from that was pretty much the the birth of the Super Bowl commercial was me and Joe Green. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's it. Just that. I mean, you know, there was I guess Dr. Mark Green from ER, but I don't think he had any kids either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, well done, well done. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of kids on Bonanza too, but that was the actor. Uh, anyway, Lauren Green was an actor. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving along here. Well done. Four in a row. Let's keep the ball rolling here. Item number nine, Partridge. Partridge. Okay. Definitely. Uh, again, I, I, I don't... Actually, no. Th that should have been five. Five children in, in that group, I think. Yeah, including... And then, the, and then you have the mother. So that's definitely a TV family, I 
um, in my mind. White House press secretary, maybe. I'm not aware of a stealer of note. So I will... Partridge, partridge. Yeah, I'm just going to err on... If I haven't heard of the White House secretary, I'm not going to go there. So I will just say TV family. Yes, TV family is correct. Yeah, there's five kids there. There's, uh, you know, there's uh, David Cassidy, Susan Day, Danny Bonaducci, and the two yeah. other ones. <laughs> yeah, you play the tambourine. You're in the band. All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> very good. And your final item, item number 10, Gosselin. I mean, when I think of Gosselin, the only thing that comes to mind is John Kate plus eight. It doesn't sound like a White House press secretary that I can remember. It doesn't sound like a stealer. So I'm just going to say TV family. TV the real family. One, that is. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's a real one. Uh, or or is it? Hmm. <laughs> Can we trust anything we see on reality television? Uh, yes, John and Kate plus eight. Uh, that would be Gosselin. Very well done. Eight out of ten. That's a pretty good start to the game. Uh, you didn't get too much in your head there. That's good. I mean, I could have made it easy for you, but, you know, uh, it's a random pull, so Pasaki didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> that one might have been a little bit of a gimme. <laughs> that would have been, yeah. <laughs> Eight out of ten. That's a good start to the game. We're going to move on now from me. You know, I, I was blabbing a lot, blathering on a lot in that round. Uh, in the preliminaries, this is where I would have asked my... Uh, wonderful guests to regale us with a fact that they had learned, but we're not doing that in the semifinals. Uh, we are basically asking each one of our contestants to come prepared with a five-letter word. That five-letter word will be the springboard, the inspiration for four questions coming up in the remainder of the game. Obviously, I have pre-written a this, that, or the other, the fungo, the guillotine. Those are randomly selected and packaged into the game. Uh, the other four questions coming from this five-letter word. Jeff, what word did you choose for the uh, pseudo-theme of this game? Well, I said earlier um, when I introduced myself that I work in the pharmaceutical industry. So I wanted to pick a word that might play to, into my strengths. Um, obviously, um, if, if you went down the, uh, um, the illegal drugs and drug addiction rabbit hole, that probably wouldn't play, but oh well. I picked the word drugs, a five-letter word. Uh, drugs is a five-letter word, and uh, I'm glad that's the reason you, you chose it. Yes. <laughs> Nothing to fair. It's for my side hustle. Uh, <laughs> we are moving on to the uh, main portion of our game here. It has a name now. Thank you very much, Carmela. It is time, Jeffrey, for the climb. That's right. Five questions where the points climb in value for um, one point for question one to five for question five. Whether or not they also climb in difficulty, well, that remains to be seen, and uh, your mileage may vary. You know, if it's in your real house, it might be easy. Uh, otherwise, you might have to uh, scratch your head a little bit. Uh, I'm basically giving this following word of advice to all my contestants for the semifinals uh, here. Don't overthink the fact that these questions are spun off from your five-letter word. Uh, it's just a starting point inspiration. They yeah. might they might be based on it, uh, but really it's a stream of consciousness that just kind of runs through. Uh, so just don't overthink it. At the same time, don't underthink it. So if you hear the question <laughs> and you don't have any ins, I mean, then it's perfectly fine to say, well, maybe it has something to do with my word. So, you know, you got to figure out where, where that line is. But uh, just, you know, don't underthink it. Don't overthink it. 
yada, yada, yada. Are you ready to uh, hit the ground running and make your way to the summit if you can? Let's do it. All right. Jeffrey, your one-point question is as follows. Jeffrey, a PSA from the 1980s with adorable singing pills warning children that they're not candy was the inspiration for a Grammy-nominated song from the late 1990s recorded by what artist? I don't have a lot of ins when it relates to music questions. One of the shallower parts of my pop culture knowledge. So let's see. So singing pills, adorable, not candy, inspired a Grammy-nominated song in the late 1990s. This is the one-pointer, so I don't want to stew over it too much. Let's just say, uh, let's just say the song is "Sexing Candy" by Marcy's Playground. I don't even know if the year is right, but I'm just gonna move the game along. <laughs> sure, "Sex and Candy" Marcy Playground, a fine little ditty. Certainly, uh, you got the right decade there for that. Uh, unfortunately, not the correct answer. Uh, I don't think you could smell the pills in this uh, <laughs> commercial. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the PSA was it was it was like I believe just a local spot uh, from a small station on the East Coast. I'm not sure how much national uh, purview it had there, but uh, this artist certainly grew up in the uh, viewing uh, radius of this commercial. It was uh, like cute little pills, little puppets, and we're like this is serious we could make you delirious you should have a healthy fear of us too much of us is dangerous we're not candy even though we look so fine and dandy i mean i sound like a munchkin but that's the (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's how it went and uh, it was delightful and clearly this rap artist uh remembered it and he released a Grammy-nominated song. This is serious. You should have a fear of us. It was Dangerous by Busta Rhymes. Okay. Busta Rhymes is the answer. Lost to uh, Getting Jiggy With It for the rap uh, song <laughs> arts. Na, 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 na. <laughs> I cannot, na, 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 give you the points, but eight points still. Uh, you know, one point question. It's all yeah. good. Like you said. I won't sweat it. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, <laughs> Two-pointer here, coming up. Good luck. Here it is for two points. Fresh out of rehab, the former star of a television cop series portrayed by Rachel Bilson teams up with a private eye to try and research a potential comeback role on Take Two. What actor played that private eye? His own real-life affair had been exposed when a private eye snaps some candidates of him and his fellow famous cheater. So you're telling me the show is called Take Two? Yeah, this is a real television show called Take Two, starring Rachel Bilson and somebody else. You mean you, you weren't uh, at the water cooler discussing, did you see what happened last night on Take Two? No, d- d- definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so the only in here is uh, the clue that you gave around a real-life private affair. Rachel Bilson. That makes me think this is not really a high-profile t- <laughs> TV show. <laughs> so, so I should just come up with an actor that could potentially pair up with Rachel Bilson in this show. This is one I probably won't, won't be able to pull, so let's throw a name out there. Let's say Ricky Schroeder. Oh, uh, Rick. Like, like Blue, and then he decided to revive his career on a show 
with Rachel Bilson. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly possible. Uh, this was indeed a network show. This was ABC, so this was the big time. This wasn't like some small little, uh, you know, Hallmark <laughs> Channel or something like that. Uh, yeah, a show did about as well as you would expect from a show you've never heard of. <laughs> did its 13 episodes and then went quietly into that good night. Don't believe it ever hit 1.0 of a rating. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, yeah, it was uh, it was big in the news because uh, the star of the show, at least the male lead, uh, was uh, in a bit of some controversy because he had left his wife uh, to marry somebody else who had left her husband. Uh, they had been cheating with each other after starring in something together. Uh, and, uh, well, if you had thought back to the previous clue and said, well, Busta Rhymes, ergo Leanne Rhymes, ah, and this is Leanne Rhymes' current husband, Eddie Cibrian. Okay, if you had asked the question, who is Leanne Rhymes' current husband? I still would not have gotten it. So he's more well known, basically, because his wife is a Real Housewife now and yeah. <laughs> very bitter, and uh, and Leanne Rhymes is uh, was the son on The Masked Singer, so the winner of uh, the most recent season. It's not spoiler yeah. because it's The Masked Singer. <laughs> I have them all recorded, man. What are you doing? All right. Look, you know what? You hit a bumpy road, but you know the path to the top of the climb. It's it's rocky road, but we're here at base camp. We're gonna rest for a while uh, with your three point question on the way. You know what's coming? It's the fungo. Yep. The fungo, as always, three disparate clues, all pointing towards the same singular answer. So if you get it in that one clue, one clue is all you need. Three points headed your way. Easy peasy. If you need two clues, well, still you get two points. And, uh, you know, it's no small consolation after a couple of goose eggs to get the one point if you need all three clues. Of course, three strikes and you're out. And you will get a zero, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, As you know, I like to provide varying difficulties of the clues. So one of the clues will give you at least a Fairly good shot at getting in one, no guarantees, but uh, you know, a good shot. One of them, maybe a 50-50 shot of getting in one, and one of them, I'd be surprised if you got it with just that one clue. But you put them all together, and you know, you got a fighting chance. I've randomly sorted them A, B, and C. Oh, which one would you like? Go with letter B. B it is. Here is your clue. Hobbs of HBO. Hobbs of HBO. Okay. Oh, I should think of HBO shows. Hobbs. The only Hobbs I can think of is the one from Fast and Furious. But that's not really HBO specific. Where would Hobbs also fit in? Could be a character on an HBO show that I don't know well enough to recognize. It's not Game of Thrones. There's plenty more HBO shows that I don't haven't watched well enough to to guess. I'll just, I'm not going to get it on this clue, so I'll just say The Rock as my guess for this one. Sure. The Rock is a fine guess. It is not a correct guess. So would you like A or C as your second clue? Let's go A. A is as follows. Almost got EGOT with Moana. I'm thinking this has to be Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, and I'm guessing that the Hobbs clue probably relates to some HBO series that he was in, maybe um, his Dark Materials or something like that. So I'm going to guess Lin-Manuel Miranda. That is not correct. 
Okay. We move on to clue C. Warning for a wrongdoer. Warning for a wrongdoer. Yeah, now now this third clue is throwing me out of wax for how to connect these three clues. Warning for a wrongdoer. What is that? Fine. Citation. Based on the first two clues, it sounds like I'm looking for a person. A person's name. So a person's name that can also be a warning for a wrongdoer. Are there some names from Awana that I can think of? Uh, would have missed out on EGOT. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a guess. I'm going to pass. Jeffrey, 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 Jeffrey. The pain. I don't know if you could feel the pain emanating out from me to you. What is the first rule of Fight Club? It's you did not discuss Fight Club. What is the first rule of trivia? You don't give first names if you don't need first names. Uh, the correct answer is Miranda. Just I... Miranda. <laughs> okay. Cannot, could not give it to you for Lin-Manuel Miranda, even though that is the correct part of the answer for A. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, almost got a... He was nominated for Best Song, Oscar. Yeah, yeah well, for... once I... Once I... Once I heard that was wrong, I, I was just thrown out, thrown out of whack. And I know, I know, and it pained me to do yeah. that. But uh, and it even pained me even more. Although it was funny that you get your guess was The Rock for for the HBO, and then you got a Moana clue. I'm sure that that probably played with your head too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we discussed this HBO show earlier this very episode. We did. Miranda Hobbs, one of the four girls on Sex and the City, <laughs> makes a lot of sense now. And the Miranda warning is what you give to a wrongdoer yep, when you're yep. taking them in. It, it was there, and it just, oh, I, I feel really bad about that. <laughs> I really do. But on the plus side, eight points. You still have those eight points. And the two highest scoring questions are still left as we proceed on our climb all the way up to the top of the mountain. Let's shake it off. Just... <laughs> All right, here we go. Question four worth four points for you, Jeff. Let's see what we can do here. And I will spell this first word for you because it is a tricky one. Nepenthe. N-E-P-E-N-T-H-E. Nepenthe is a drug that causes its user to, quote, ease their hearts, dissolving anger, magic to make us all forget our pains. Close quote. Although there is a real plant with this name, which can be found in the Philippines, the drug Nepenthe itself is fictional. What is the literary source of this phylogenetic nomenclature? Huh. Literary source. Mm. Have I mentioned the semifinals are a little bit harder? <laughs> no, I, I fully expected it. Uh... Nothing's ringing any bells. I'm just going to say Brave New World. Brave New World is your answer. Fine literary source of many things. Um, so yeah, Nepenthe, it is a real plant, uh, which they believe that when they saw this plant in the Philippines, it kind of matched the description of the plant uh, from this literary source. So they just named it after it, even though... There is no drug that comes from this plant that makes people forget, uh, which is what this drug in its fictional form does. You know, from the French, nepenthe, ne, not penthe, kind of a, a form of think yeah. or to think about. 
to recall. So yeah, uh, this is a drug that Helen gives to Menelaus's men in Homer's The Odyssey. Ah, as a book you've heard of at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be suspicious if you said, I've never heard of that one, AJ. <laughs> All right, five-pointer here. Now, if you get this five-pointer, you will still be in fine shape and a double digits headed into uh, you know what's coming. But let's see if we can get you to that summit with a grand score under your belt. You ready for your five-pointer, sir? Let's go for it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Jeffrey, according to an article from Lonely Planet... For centuries in Colombia, it has been traditional to give newly married couples what as a gift due to the belief that when eaten, they will help promote fertility in the couple. Um, so according to Lonely Planet, Colombia, newly married couples as a gift. Well, I mean, Colombia is one of the centers of the drug trade. Let's just say cocaine. Uh, you know, uh, certainly. Uh, Colombia being the center of the uh, the drug trade is certainly why this question is here. <laughs> because when I thought drugs, I thought Colombia. <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently for centuries in in most of Colombia, there is this item that can only be, uh, shall we say, collected for a few months out of the year. Uh, when it's in season, they uh, gather up as many of these uh, things as they can because pretty much their only export value or their only trade value is this ridiculous belief that because the queens of the species produce so many offspring that if you fry them up and, and eat them, you and your lovely uh, spouse, presuming that you're of uh, opposite genders and are biologically able to, will produce many, many children. These would be leaf cutter ants. Okay. <laughs> ants. That's right. So if you ever, if you ever receive the gift of ants, they're not cheap. They just were wishing you a prosperous family. <laughs> Perhaps with five or more kids going forward, <laughs> like the Gosselins. <laughs> oh, sir. Sir, 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 sir. That was a difficult climb. It's a very difficult climb. Could not get you any more points than the eight you started with. But the good news is, you have eight points. And the game is not over. For as you know, we have one last bit of uh, work here left to do. Please. Insert your head into that round uh, gap in the wood over there. As I raise the blade, it is time for the guillotine. We got the guillotine. We got the guillotine. You better run. We got the guillotine. We got the guillotine. You better run. Jeffrey, one final question is before you. One answer is required if you get it right. Sir, if you get it right, you will double your score. And I'm not going to put any pressure on you here. If you get it right and double your score, you will be in the finals. So no pressure at all. 16 will be good enough to do it. Get it right, double your score, you're in the finals. Now, if you get it wrong, well, your score stays the same. No harm, no foul. Uh, fortunately, no finals for you either. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, you do have to get it right. However, you know, if, if you get it wrong, 
by sandbagging, I don't know why you would want to sandbag at this point. I just told you the finals is on the line. You're not going to sandbag. But if you give me the wrong answer, which I have pre-selected as being the guillotine answer, well, then it's off with your head and your score will get chopped in half. So you don't want that to happen either. Uh, But let's see if you can get this right. Think carefully. Choose wisely. Good luck. Spot in the finals on the line. Here is your guillotine question. What current world capital city comes first alphabetically? Specifying here, we are talking about political capital cities only, not economic capital cities. Okay. What current world political capital city comes first Mm. alphabetically? Okay. Um... Let's see if I can think of any A capitals. Capitals that start with A. There is the capital of Madagascar, Antananarivo. That's an A N. Um, there's Algiers, which is a little bit earlier. A lot of capitals in Africa that, which is what I've pulled so far. Let's see. I'm gonna try to quickly go through them in my head. Addis Ababa for Ethiopia. Even earlier than that, you've got Abu Dhabi in UAE. Um, so I've already got an AB now. Can I get even earlier than that? And all, all those islands are tough because they all have capitals that I may not know of. So let's see. So I'm looking for a capital that's either double A, which I'm not sure of, or it could be ABA. Or A B. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be like uh, Yakko from Animaniacs and just list them <laughs> off. Like, that's the kind of approach I'm trying to do. Let's see if I can eliminate. So, North America, Ottawa, Mexico City, Washington, D.C. We go down Central America. I can't. Then I go through all of South America. Lima, Quito, Bogota. I'm a little concerned about the uh, Caribbean islands. I don't know all of those capitals. Europe, I think I just quickly scanned through them. And then if I just quickly go through Africa again, let's see, North Africa, no, yeah. Um, and then a little bit through Asia, let's see. Can I think of any there? We've got Amman and Jordan, which is later. Southeast Asia. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, I'm going to go with Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi is your answer. All right. Yeah. So, a lot of cities out there that are capitals. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of countries out there. Yeah, you were definitely right to uh, immediately jump to uh, A. I mean, you know, you know, once you thought of Athens, uh, <laughs> you figured, all right, well, it's probably something to start today. So very, very good to narrow it down to the, the first letter of the alphabet. Good job. Uh, so this is an interesting answer that has changed over the years. Until 1983, it was one answer. Then after that, it changed to another answer. Africa's got a lot of A's, certainly. Uh, Ghana, capital of Ghana is Accra. That's A-C. Yep. So that's you know that's certainly there. Uh, the guillotine answer, sir, Abuja for is Abuja. Yeah, used to be Lagos, not anymore. It is now Abuja. 
1991. The former correct answer to this question was Abidjan, A-B-I-D-J-A-N, of the Ivory Coast. But in 1983, they changed their capital uh, from Abidjan Yama to Yamasukro. Yes. Not to be confused with Yamo Be There, the delightful song by Michael McDonald. <laughs> Back in the day. Y'all remember Yamo be there, don't you? <laughs> uh, and Abuja, A-B-U-J. The correct answer, A-B-U-D. Abu Dhabi, capital of the United Arab Emirates. We're going to take that eight. We're going to double it to 16. And Jeffrey Sigurdsson, you have made the finals of the Beat My Guest tournament. Wow. Where you will be squaring off against... Cheyenne Fletcher, that's oh, wow. right. Oh, the humanity. That's going to be an epic battle for the ages, and we'll be hearing that next week, folks. But before we do that, please express to me what you're feeling right now. I can see the, the joy in your eyes, but please share with everybody. I, uh, I you I was, have the floor for a few more moments. I thought I was cooked during the climb, so you know, even if you had told, not even told me a result, I felt like... This isn't really um, playoff-level um, performance, <laughs> you know? It, it was a defensive struggle, to be sure, but they, they, they don't... like like for Shaw before this year, I would say. Well, we will be seeing you in the finals. You head-to-head against Cheyenne Fletcher. Uh, folks, you're not going to want to miss that. It is an epic battle of epic proportions. I'd like to thank all of my semifinalists for taking part. Uh, it was close. It was close. Very, very close. You all did great. If you want to quibble, question, quarrel, at PMG Pod on Twitter, you can find me there. Or you can join our Facebook group, Beat My Guest the Fans Hot Seat. It's a wonderful community there. I'm sure they're going to be all abuzz about this result here. And patreon.com slash beatmyguest if you want to support the cause. Ain't going to say no to that. You're going to want to tune in for the grand finale. It's going to be an epic one, and it's coming your way in just one week's time. Cheyenne Fletcher, Jeffrey Seguritin. Until that battle begins, thank you all for listening. Take care, and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. And if you liked what you've heard, spread the word. This is absolutely not in a Mark Goodson Bill Podman production.